0: And now, for your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, PR with This Old Marketing. Take it away, boys.
1: Well, hello, my friends. This is Robert Rose, and welcome to a very special episode, a special, special episode, 230 of PNR's This Old Marketing. Maybe marketing at a social distance, I don't know. It's recorded anyway, Friday the 13th, of course, why not, 2020. And with me, my good friend, my colleague, and certainly somebody who I know has self-quarantined, Mr. Joe Polizzi.
0: How are you, my friend? How are you doing? You know, so, so strange. It's weird. Yeah, it's uh, weird. I actually thought that uh, three eleven was the weirdest day because... Uh, that's right before I was, I mean, you're on three, three, I don't know. You were in Atlanta, I think at the time. So on Eastern time zone is about 10 o'clock, 1030. I heard that NBA was canceling their season and I was able to catch the last part of that when, you know, basically right before, I think it was the Spurs game, forgot which game it was. You know, they were all on the court trying to figure out what was going on and they canceled that. And I said, boy, that is just a really weird day. And then March 12th happened. Uh, and that's when everything <laughs> exactly. just cascaded. Yeah. All the sports were closed. My kids yeah. got the announcement: no school for three weeks. Yes, yeah,
1: spring has been canceled.
0: Spring yeah. has been canceled. Basically, everything is done, and we're all uh, being ordered. You know, no, no large group gatherings. Um, you know, be careful. And I mean, it's a, it's, it's obviously a serious issue. I mean, you don't have to look very far in the data. To be concerned that you know by late April or May, if we don't do what we need to do with this whole thing, that there's going to be um, a shortage of hospital beds and and hospital equipment, and I think that's what we're all trying. That's why we're all doing what we're doing right now, right, and not going out. So,
1: well, I think the you know the thing that it is you know so uh, distressing for many is the idea that this is you know for everybody pretty much this is unprecedented right there you know you have never seen this kind of uh this kind of shutdown uh, you know sort of private industry shutdown is since certainly since I've been alive um and you know the last one that I can hear you know older folks talking about is you know what happened in World War two yep And so, you know, that's (laughs) that's saying something right. And the other thing that I think is really not helpful at all. And, you know, I've been I've been, you know, really thinking about how to write something on this, but it feels even that is sort of silly, um, is how I think the main stream media, the news, for the most part, has not helped at one little tiny bit. I mean,
0: the, in what in what way? What what what's the biggest thing that's bothering I, you with
1: it? The the thing that bothers me the most is the you know, for lack of a better word, the Schadenfreude, the glee that the mainstream news tends to take with the fear and unknown part of it, right? You know, you can almost see the gleam in the eye when they're like, you know, they and now we're going to introduce a doctor who's going to tell you how little we know about everything. <laughs> Exactly, And then the doctor comes on and says, you're right, we don't know much, but here are all the things that could go catastrophically wrong for 10 minutes. You fill 10 minutes of airtime. And then the anchor rank, you know, wraps it up by going, thank you, doctor, for all of that wonderful, insightful information. No, it was not insightful at all. It was just a bunch of hypotheses about what could catastrophically go wrong in the next, you know, 10 months. And that's not insightful. It's not helpful. And it's certainly not worth you saying that it was wonderfully insightful. And now, next up, let's talk about the next you know, scare, scary thing. And I just think that the news in, for the most part, you know, there are exceptions for sure, but I think the news is not helping.
0: The well, situation. I think that's, that's the problem, no matter what side of the political aisle you're on and what you believe and what uh, major news outlets you watch, you've really got two ends of it and we don't know what the truth is, which is probably somewhere in the middle as it usually is. But you've got some people that are totally sloughing it off. Like, you know, this is crazy. Why are we shutting everything down? And you got a whole other side say we're too late. And I mean, I, I think it gets to why you and I are talking. I mean, I texted, we talked about doing, uh, you know, some some more frequent issues or so episodes of, kind of uh, this old marketing. But I texted you, said, hey, let's get on here. And I think that uh, we have a lot of our friends, a lot of marketers out there that, uh, that our jobs are completely different just from a couple days ago. Sure, including me, including yeah. including you, and I. I mean, I think that people would like to know your update as well because you. I mean, obviously, consulting. You're doing a ton of speaking, and for the most part, all those in-person uh, opportunities are gone, right? So just you know, give give me two minutes. What, what? Where's your head at in this whole thing now that your business is? I don't know if you think about it as being paused or if, if you're thinking about this as an opportunity. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's, well, it is the it is the classic definition, uh, the, uh, you know, not to put a pun on this because I didn't even think about this until just this second, but the Chinese, you know, definition of the word crisis, which is, of course, an opportunity riding the dangerous wind. And, um, you know, it, it, the to me i mean so look I, the, the the headline is i don't know yet um so if i'm completely transparent i'm still working it out um you know the immediate it's it's funny because so many of my colleagues have become overnight experts at virtual events and, you know, remote, remote working. And, you know, there are so many of them out there and I don't begrudge anybody this, by the way, if, if this is, you know, this is how you're going to make your next buck, God bless you. Go for it. Right. You know, but the amount of you know emails and uh you know because of course i subscribe to many of my colleagues out there speakers and marketing speakers and digital and social media and the number of emails i've got saying hey if you're trying to figure out remote working you know hey i'm your guy right um and great um but it's not where i'm gonna go um and you know i think what I'm doing right now is doubling down on my content creation around the idea of how important it is now that everything else around you and you've been sort of, you know, confined to an internal space, either virtually or otherwise, how important content strategy is, right? How, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's time to get your house in order, right? And Absolutely. Because there will be another side of this and you rarely get the opportunity to sort of do a lot of self reflection. And I mean this in the broadest scheme, Um, you rarely get that time as in a corporation. And so one of the things that I'm doing is not today, not yesterday, and maybe not Monday, I'm sort of waiting to take the temperature is to reach out to my clients my you know those that i you know frequently have discussions with and say hey listen when the opportunity is right let's talk about it because now is a good time for us to talk about getting the content house in order or you know getting some education for your team we can do that virtually we can do those things and i I, right now that feels like the the right thing but of course i'm also opening myself up to what the universe offers me right you know there is this is one of those times where as one of my business mentors a long time ago said now is the time to say yes um you know look for the opportunities and the adjacencies where they appear not where you know you're gonna go try and hunt for them underneath the the bushes and so say yes to a lot of things and ultimately good things you know, can happen. So that's, that's where my head is at right now. But, you know, honestly, my, my time has been spent sort of thinking about how do I pivot into a more virtual space. So I literally bought a new camera to be able to, to do, you know, better virtual from my office and webinars. And, uh, you know, I've, i I'm investing in a new setup for podcasting for, you know, creating audio and, you know so i'm i'm building i'm building infrastructure for a new world basically
0: well, i think that's i think that's a smart decision i mean it's nice to hear i mean what you're basically saying is that you you don't want to be one of those guys or gals that are so opportunistic that you're going to change your content mission on a dime quickly to take advantage well, of, of let's say some of the fears that are out there. But I think, I think
1: you, well I guess I think, well that to it to a to a degree, yes. right? I mean, because I'll 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 give you one example of this where I actually am writing something at the moment. You know, there are a lot of people out there out there talking about the idea of virtual events and helping companies with their virtual events. And of course, this is one area where I and and the team at CMI and 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 certainly, you know, those in my network actually do have quite a bit of experience. Um, you know, I mean, we've been doing events for 10 years and we've been doing virtual events um, with breakout sessions and keynote speakers and sponsors and the whole thing for, you know, a good eight of those 10 years. Sure. Yep. And so we actually do have some knowledge there. And, and one of the things that I'm working on at the moment is a piece on. What it takes to actually do a virtual event, not just, you know, not just a webinar, you know, because there's plenty of good folks out there p- providing great expertise around what it is to do a webinar and have people engaged and how it's a little different than a physical presentation and all of those things. But I haven't seen, and this is what I'm working on, a lot of information about, okay, but yeah, but here's what it means to have a virtual event, right? Where you have to wrangle multiple speakers and you have to handle multiple technologies and you have to, you know, think about how you're, you know, what is the content strategy after the event? Where are you putting all those presentations? How are you housing them? What's the on-demand version look like? How are you selling tickets? what are, if yeah, what, are the, what are the
0: different revenue streams? Which streams exactly. are we forgetting? That's right. Yeah,
1: that's all that right. Kind of stuff. Absolutely. So there is a content strategy around that, which fits my sort of core mission in life, but actually pivots to something that may be immediately low hanging. So I don't want to say I'm, you know, uh, you know, look guilty is charged in terms of looking for the opportunities because, quite frankly, you know I, I have to. I mean, you know,
0: I well, mean, the, but but <laughs> yes, yes, of course, you're you're looking at what's the what's the business model now and how has it changed. But also, I mean, I did I went running. You probably saw this, but I went running yesterday, and while I was running, I'm like, man, I I I feel like doing a, a podcast. And I just I loaded up. I hadn't done an, an episode of Content Inc. podcast since. Uh, August of two thousand seventeen, and I just said uh, did it did ten minutes on diversifying your business model because I think it's critical right now, for no other reason that people need to hear it. I don't have any goal. I really had no. I'm just like, I think this is important, and I think there's if I can reach one person that that doesn't know how to do that and why they need to be thinking about that now. You and I talked about. How the business a, a business model any business model really needs to look at diversification of revenue, yeah. and uh, I mean, I came up with the idea for my um my random newsletter from the speakers group that you got you and I are both in on Facebook, where there's just something mean, you you're blessed that you have multiple revenue streams. and you talked about that, I think on the last episode. but there are people that you and I are very close to that have zero revenue coming in right now. Then they went, and by the way, went from like, you know, $500,000 or more a year in revenue to zero. Right. That's right. Which is like, whoa. Well, now to your point about reflection, now is the time to look at that. And by the way, that doesn't just, that's not just for speakers. I think that's for anyone. So any marketer listening to this, I think we have, we have the opportunity now to sit and say, okay, well, how do we, uh, how do we panic proof this? business model that we have and our marketing for that matter. Um, but that said, uh, the thing that I was really thinking about, Robert was, um, you know, Con- content marketing Institute never would have happened without the own 0- 09 recession. Just need to put that right. out there. Yeah. That opportunity was there, frankly, because all the other media companies that were covering the content marketing space in one way or another, battened down the hatches and just said, we're only going to focus on these areas. We're not going to invest in new content, different content. And the whole area was left open for us. And we rolled with it. And by the time everyone got back on their feet in 2010, we were sort of perceived as the leading experts in content marketing education. Right. So to your point about opportunities, like a real opportunity, I mean, how did Intel become Intel? Everybody knows the story because there was a Recession going on, and they took advantage of it. Nobody was investing in the area, and there you go. Intel became, became Intel, and it happens over and over again. So yes, it is distressful, but I think the hope behind what we're, you and I are talking about is the greatest companies in the next 10 years are going to be built today, which is strange and exciting, and people might not believe it, but I, I believe it's absolutely true. It is true. It
1: is true. I mean, you know, certainly there will be those who can, you know, the larger companies that are out there and the people in those larger companies who can, you know, somebody said something very funny the the other day about some of the older companies. Uh, I saw a tweet that said something like, you know, it's amazing how many, you know, of these larger companies suddenly discovered that Remote work can actually work. You know what I mean. You know, so many of them that are. Who knew? Like, yes. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who no, knew? no.
0: I think the one I saw. I think it was Demian Ross, and he was saying that I, we've been telling people for years that you don't need a meeting on that. You can accomplish it with an email. And right. nobody ever believed. And now everybody's like, "Oh yeah, you could. We don't need a meeting for that. We can That's just right. send an email out,
1: right? And you certainly don't need a personal meeting, yes. on site for that." Yeah. But and I think but and I think a lot of those a lot of these companies are going to, you know, streamline and, and sort of be forced to modernize in, you know, not, not that they're even remotely similar, but n- not dissimilar from what happened in the turn of the century when you had, um, you know, you had Y2K and and a lot of businesses for the wrong reason ended up modernizing their technology infrastructure to be able to do a lot of things that they can do today because they were forced to do it. And I think you're going to have a lot of sort of, you know, forced obsolescence and a forced innovation because of because of what's going on here. And a lot of these companies, I think, will stick with this, right? Even after, you know, I mean, I can't tell you who, um, and knock on wood, I'm hoping it actually comes true, but we're talking with one large technology organization big software company global you know in nature who they their big customer event of course is getting uh postponed um but they're thinking about okay well how do we actually evolve this event anyway into a more virtual uh digital and ongoing content platform rather than just, just simply the event. In, than just the event. Yeah. Yes. So they're they're using this as a as an, a, an excuse is not the right word, but just for lack of a better one, they're using this as an excuse to to make an innovative change. Now, whether they'll do that or not in the next, you know, short term, you know, (laughs) my pipeline certainly hopes they will. Um, But uh, but but whether they do that in the short term or the long term, I think it's indicative of what we're going to see from a lot of uh, bigger companies. Now, the smaller companies, to your point. You know, the newer companies that sort of emerge out of this, um, I think, is exactly what you're, you know, what you're talking to here, which is, you know, that the the tomorrow's great companies will be formed. Many of them will be formed in the next six months here as they start understanding how to, you know, how to work in a in a in a in a new world. So, yeah, it's it's it'll be very interesting to see um, what what actually evolves out of this.
0: What. So I've got some ideas on, you know, we want to provide some, some hope and some direction uh, yeah. for, for, for our marketing friends out there. Um, I've got a couple of thoughts, but I'd love to, love to get your take. The, the one area that I keep thinking about is not, I mean, I absolutely believe that you want to spend at least 10%, 15% of your time going after that new opportunity when a lot of people will just totally bat in the hatches but at the same time now i think is a really really good time to shore up your uh, your loyalty experience with your core customers and you talk about this you've talked about this forever i mean i can't remember the earliest workshop where you talked about like sort of the three areas of experience that you want to focus on where you have this big awareness experience you have this pre-purchase experience right around anything around the purchase yeah. and then you have this loyalty Experience and I think right now is where you say, Okay, who's our core customers? and how it's really, really important right now that you keep your core customers. So that means there is an opportunity to focus on that area, dare I say, what you know, whether that's through uh, a great e newsletter, uh, ongoing uh, content. I don't think it's a blog, it could be a podcast content, it could be a print, print magazine to those people. I would start rethinking that area because if there's – in this really fast-growing economy, if there's one experience level that was forgotten in all this, it's the loyalty experience area because everyone was focused on get as many leads as you can. We want this big awareness experience. Let's get the leads through. Let's get them to sales. Let's sell them. And then, oh, by the way, uh, we don't really have a good post-customer acquisition communication process. And I think that's where an opportunity is. I don't know if uh, you agree with that or not.
1: Yeah, well, for sure. Right. I mean, it's where we all, you know, I mean, I mean, you don't need me to tell
0: anybody this, but I'm but, looking for you your know. approval. I mean, I want we, your approval. <laughs> I need well, I know. need you on that wall. They want me on that wall. <laughs> you can't handle
1: the truth. You can't have, yes, exactly. um, the yeah, it's it, here's the thing. Uh, you know study after study shows this where your your biggest opportunities are from a revenue standpoint are keeping the customers you have not filling the funnel with new ones, and especially in a in a in an environment like this where you know i mean you're ever hopeful right you're ever hopeful that what doesn't happen is that people shut down right you know because it's easy for you to You know, completely shut down regardless, you know, of, of, you know, the, you know, stop spending money, stop marketing, stop selling, stop developing new products, stop, you know, that will be the, that's the risk, right? You know, and so if I'm the CEO or the VP or whatever in in a larger organization, I'm making sure to say work at home, but work right? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's about keeping the energy level high and going because it's really easy in this environment to say, wait till it blows over. And it's not about waiting for it to blow over because one, there's a shot that it may not blow over very quickly, but two, more importantly, this is the time to really work through these things and continue the innovation and the things that you're doing. Having said that, the place I think to immediately focus, because and shoring it up is so important, is on your existing customers, right? And and developing um, a an experience or multiple experiences that makes them want to continue doing business with you, because that's going to be the place for them, and it's a place for you to deepen the relationship that you have with them and they become you know your 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 main um safety valve
0: well the great points it's i got two thoughts on that the first thing is is that look at this is going to entirely change the landscape of how we interact with human beings how we buy and how we sell and it's going to It's going to change, I think, from here on out. And I'm not trying to scare anybody. It's just the way it is. I mean, we're looking at, I mean, you know how I've been in the event business for 20 years. And I'm really keeping a close tab on what's going on with some of these events. And you see that the events, in-person events, have been canceling. Some of them are going or postponing. Some of them are going to virtual events. But a lot of them are saying, oh, the fall well shoot i hope that's I hope that happens that's best case scenario because it's even even if you if we're able to do it and we're in the clear let's say the problem is is that we're all we've got people thinking about whether or not they should do it so you're gonna automatically lose some people through that now that leads me to my second point, which I think is the opportunity and and if you you right now as a marketer You need to communicate with the higher ups and talk about the importance right now of the next three to six months to really invest in marketing and not cut back. Because when we make it out of this cloud, you are going to be sitting pretty. You're the one that's going to take advantage of all the new opportunities that come now. That's not. That doesn't just happen, by the way. You, as the marketing manager, marketing director, CMO, whatever, you have to communicate to, that to the next level up and do it consistently. And that's what I've seen happen in recessions. When it doesn't happen, or you just hope it happens, or you hope that somebody notices, or you hope it doesn't get cut, that hope – I had a boss that used to say every day, hope is not a strategy. Go. <laughs> Go ahead and make the internal communications plan now about what you're doing to try to persuade the people not to cut your budget back right now. So that I think that's so, so critical because it's going to happen. I mean, I know, I'm, I feel so bad for some of my friends that own small businesses right now that are already worried about whether they can make it through because right now, uh, at least in Cleveland, Ohio area, there's nothing going on for the next four weeks, and I mean nothing. Everything is closed. Right. So if you're a small business restaurant, uh, we were talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is closed. You know, you've got no sporting events, all that vibrancy that we've been building up downtown. None of that's happening right now. Um, so how are those people going? How are how are they, they going to make it? Um so hopefully we've got people on the calls, that call or podcast right now that aren't dealing with some of those issues. But that's where I see the opportunity. But those opportunities of keeping the budget just aren't going to happen. Um, one question I had for you, Robert, is what besides the really good advice of leaning into your, con- your to your strategy, your content strategy at this time, and really taking a fresh look at it. Is there anything else that that you'd be doing? To uh, to take advantage of, I guess, of this time and maybe the changing nature of of how people are buying.
1: Yeah, I think the 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 one thing that I would, and it's something that I'm going to certainly. I sort of I, I, I touched on it a little earlier, but I think the the you know the 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 sort of deeper, broader message that that mentor of mine it was back you know, and, and by the way, I started my, you know, I hung out my little shingle in <laughs> at the end of 2008. So, um, yeah, we were there was,
0: at the same time.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Completely nuts. It was leaving, it was, leaving our, yeah. Leaving our corporate gigs and going exactly. and starting a business. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so, uh, it was a really, it was a really weird moment, but, but the one thing that he said was when he said, you know, be open, um, was it, there is a there is a listening component to that taking the time to listen and observe sort of um, you know he, he he called them sort of your, your the measuring devices that you have so your eyes your ears your feelings even your smell you know when when appropriate. But it's opening up your observations to to look and see and start to look for patterns and 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 recognize patterns and just start to literally capture them, write them down, um, you know, be able to observe and 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 track them, and uh, that's the kind of thing where you're going to start, you know, because w- one of the things that we all want at this particular stage. Is to predict the future, right? Our our sort of desire, you know, over the over everything is to say, what's it going to be tomorrow? You know, forecasting the sort of quote unquote weather is really important to us right now. And the only thing you can do um, to really get better at seeing around those corners is is to open up. And open up to listening to, you know, different sources, looking at different areas of your own life and outside, and which is, can be hard to do when you're isolated and self-quarantined, but... (laughs) you know, as much as you can start listening for those things and, and tracking them, not writing them down, making a, you know, you know, this is the time to start that journal and to start that sort of, and, and looking at setting goals and writing everything down and sort of being able to be open and listening to what the world is telling you to see around those corners and start recognizing some of the opportunities that you do want to say yes to. Because if you just sort of look at it out there, it's like, oh, we'll just start doing everything. Well, no, it's not about doing everything you know always saying yes and being open to yes isn't about doing everything it's about doing obviously the the right things and the more that you're sort of observant and listen you can you can
0: identify those things a little better it's so funny you say that so uh, this was uh, two days ago so this is on the 11th and I'm getting my two teenage boys. I'm like, okay, time to go to bed. We've stayed up late enough, and they're staying up later than their dad these days, which you know is not surprising to you, Robert. But I got to get. No, gotta well, you're get, getting. You're I'm getting, getting older. Old then, I'm yeah. getting older. I need. <laughs> I need my rest. But it's funny. So yes, that's right. So I'm saying, okay, you know, Joshua, you know, get get your stuff together. And he pulls out his computer and he just starts typing vigorously. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, oh my god. He said, this was an amazing day. I have to record this stuff. So he took the next 15 minutes and wrote in his journal, which he does pretty diligently, diligently every day. Um, I just thought that was interesting. I like your point about if you don't have a journal, now is a really good time to start noticing some of these things and maybe listening. Which I wish a lot of people would do on social media. Maybe not just say the thing that you're thinking. Maybe just listen a little bit more. <laughs> and, that's
1: right. Well, that's what's a, going on around right? you.
0: Because boy, you—I mean—you
1: can work yourself into a tizzy by by you know, you know, and and you know by wanting to share so much, and you know, you would in many times. I'm not necessarily saying stop posting or anything, but many times you would be better off just sort of taking it all in and taking the considered uh you know can taking the considered approach you know and and thinking thinking it through
0: but you know i i think it's also an opportunity for the next so it's interesting we've we've never had a content gap in my lifetime like we we have right now i mean for example are you watching i was watching espn yesterday espn was was basically showing jeff pass and he was talking about the same thing for the last two hours about the Major League Baseball season being canceled. They don't have anything. They have,
1: don't right. have anything. There's no games. There's, there's no analysis of games. There's the, no. There's yeah, nothing
0: there's, to cover. So basically, yeah. you have a whole swath of people out there that are changing their content intake habits right now. Yeah. I just saw – <laughs> right? actually, actually, I really saw a good piece. Um, this is on Apple News. It, it says – uh, the 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 article is stuck at home. These these twelve famous museums offer virtual tours you can take from your couch. I mean, just somebody was just thinking about that. Put that together. Didn't take very long to do, probably. But now is a really good time, I think, to not only look at that content strategy, but look at your your mission statement to each of your audiences and say oh, how yeah. how has that how is it different today than it was yesterday, and what are the type types of things that we need to change. Like, I, you know, if you're if you're writing marketing content right now, you're not going to be talking about getting the most out of your physical event, right? Not going to happen. That's right. Those that's are, right. That's just not timely. People are not going to pay attention to that, and and we're not paying attention to what you're saying. Is listening, listening to the needs of the customer. So I think right now is that huge. I just I was just thinking about that. Like, um, all the, I mean, outside of if you want to obsess about the news channels, but think about everything else. Late night talk shows gone for a while, right? That's right. Think of everything that you. So I'm, I'm thinking there might be a flood on, you know, fiction books. There might be a flood on, you know, what what are how are people going to change their behavior? So now is a really good opportunity to get that ebook out that you've been putting off.
1: Well, and you, and, and and you make another great point which is this idea of what people should be or will be talking about you know i think there's an there's another angle to that which is you know let's say you're relatively sophisticated um in your content strategy or your content marketing strategy more specifically and you've you know you've got a six week or eight week or a 12 week editorial calendar filled out that quite frankly is now if not a little out of touch certainly not optimized for for where the world is right now and so if there was ever a time that you were looking in your you know content team's life um, and this is kind of the point i'm making about getting your house in order and you were thinking gosh it would be great if we could just take a content freeze for a week or two weeks and just sort of rethink what we're doing here and pull all that stuff out of the queue to really think through whether it's the appropriate thing. Now's the time to do that right now. Now is the time to look at your content queue that you have coming up, you know, and if next week you've got a post scheduled to go out called, you know, the top five reasons, you know, business travel is going to be awesome for your career. It's like now's the time to pull that blog post down for a little while, <laughs> you know,
0: not, helpful. not because it's necessarily,
1: you know, tone deaf, which it probably uh, that, in yeah, that example, it, it might be, be. But but. But because it's not going to serve the purpose, right, the context by which you wrote that article in is different right now. Um, you know, I mean, you know, and, and that's the you know, the, you know, or those other posts that are going to go out and promote those old white papers and all that kind of stuff. You got to kind of think through what, you know, what it is you're doing right now to one certainly manage the risk of saying something stupid um, or B more importantly, I think, take advantage of the time right now, and the thirst that people will have for different kinds of content.
0: Well, I think that as we uh, as we probably I don't know you and I could talk about this stuff for hours. Uh, I don't know what I don't. I wonder at what point people get bored of us. Just <laughs> it's like we're talking on the phone about. Oh, I think some... I think we
1: probably lost them about five it, minutes in. Yeah, at the, at the intro,
0: <laughs> at, at the introduction, right? Uh, exactly. But the uh, you know, as we first of all, I would love to know if. Uh, you know, people appreciate our because you and I have been talking for a while about oh, we should do uh, you know an episode in between on occasion. It just so happens that this episode. Yeah, uh, we remember we thought was, it was going to be about football. Yeah, so we were going to do <laughs> just, Okay, well, uh, yeah, we're not talking much about the draft or anything. Yeah, uh, these days, but the one thing that I think is really important to all the th- stuff that that you've been saying is and I've, I've been doing this for the last couple of days is reworking my list of things that I want to get done and really saying, okay, what, what's important. This is, you know, you could look at it like, this is a horrible thing, which it absolutely is. And my heart goes out. I mean, I've got some family in Italy right now and they've been, I mean, it's horrible. They've been in their house for, for three weeks, but wow that's it. They've been just quarantined. They can't do anything else. And, uh, you know, and we're going to be there in three weeks, most likely in certain parts of the country. But can you look at this as an opportunity? And if you do look at it as an opportunity, what are some of those things that you could really get done? Like, you know, you it's been no secret. I've been talking to you about, okay, I'd like to get the second, my second uh, novel out there and maybe I can get that done, you know, published at the middle of next year. Well, that's changed entirely simply because I think that people's, Content habits are changing right now. Yeah. People are going to, and I don't know what they are. Are they going to read more books? Are they not going to read more? Is it going to be all Netflix and Disney Plus stuff? Is it, you know, with no sports for two months, what are those people going to do? I don't know. I just know that there's some there's something that I need to be doing differently than I was doing a week ago. And I think writing those down, like I know you're doing, I'm doing, we've seen some of our friends do the same thing that's really, really in, in, important right now. So uh, so maybe people appreciate, I don't know if people will appreciate us doing this at all. But uh, do you have any final words, my friend?
1: Uh, uh, you know, I mean, I'll resist the obvious, which is wash your hands,
0: but, you know, <laughs> it's
1: like, you know, I mean, I've, it's like, oh my gosh. You know, somebody, uh, somebody on my Facebook feed, which I thought was funny in a moment of levity, was like, um, you know they're playing bingo buzzword bingo with the whole thing you know wash your hands social distancing um, there was a couple of others you know that were just like you know the 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 words that we're getting you know and you just got basically money if you got a bingo on it so oh, geez God.
0: yeah this is great uh, absolutely uh, crazy times but yeah um, so uh, so what are you with all with all your trying? because usually this is the point in the podcast where I say, "Where are you off to next?" <laughs> are you going what? to the, the other room right exactly are you going
1: uh from here yeah. i'll be I'll be making the long commute downstairs um, <laughs> where I will be helping my wife move a plant from the gym uh the which is sort of in one like spare room that we have. Um, to another room. That's that will be the bulk of my uh, latter part of my morning, um, and then I'm going to set up my new camera and play around Ooh. with my new content stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, today I decided I wasn't going to sort of dive into it. I was just going to sort of chill out and sort of do you know tinkering things. I was just going to tinker today, so I'm going to tinker with my camera, tinker with my new software, and and you know play around, and I'm and I'll think about it for tomorrow. And you.
0: Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I've been putting off, I, I told myself, I, you know, I, I guess I rationalized this too. I said, oh, I'm going to wait till I get through the launch and then I'll start writing again. Well, that's easier said than done. I guess I've real. it's really hard to get back into a groove because I had a real good groove, as you know, going for a while about writing every morning and then you stop. Yeah, right. And when you stop, it's very hard to get back into that groove. So this morning, that's what I did. I sat at the computer for an hour basically doing nothing just trying to think of what's the first word and then you know what you'd have to do is you just start writing gibberish and then it starts to come to you so I wrote about 400, 400 to 500 words of what I would think are, is some kind of usable copy nice <laughs> nice yeah it's that's, something. that's writing that's it, what that's writing exactly, is exactly that's it so I'm basically my next couple weeks are going to be spent creating a lot of content do you ever whole, see that scene from uh, the
1: do you ever see that scene from finding forester do you know the movie?
0: Oh, I love that movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a great scene from Finding Forrester when Sean Connery, the, the kid shows up at his apartment for his lesson. And basically the, the you know, Sean Connery's like, you know, show, you got kicked out of class, you know? And so <laughs> he basically, he, he says, yeah, I got kicked out of class. And he's like, well, shut down. And then he sits down and Sean Connery just starts typing. And he's like, so start writing. And the kid goes, "Well, what do you mean? Start writing?" He's like, "See, I'm doing. I'm I'm writing." And he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You just start punching keys. That's all you do. Start punching keys, and then you'll start writing." And then he's like, "I didn't think that was writing." He's like, "No, no, no. You know, basically the point is,
0: yeah,
1: writing is not. You know, writing is the activity. Do it. Just just, just let it have go. To do it.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing you don't realize until." Because I'd never really done creative writing until you know two years ago, and that's, that's when right. you realize you just have to get up and do the work, and you sort of become the vessel for the story. And a lot of times it surprises you. But I love that story because that's where he gets in trouble because he he used the first part of Sean the the Sean Connery's character's uh, story, like what was it, like the first three lines or something, yeah, and then r- right. wrote his own. Because he didn't know how to start, like, just just rip, just record this stuff, and then you'll take it in your own direction, and that's what he did. Yeah, so it was interesting. All right, my friend, where uh, where can people find you at?
1: Well, uh, let's see. I guess you know we should just do our little ending thing here, which basically says uh, you can if you're if you're interested in all the stuff that we're going to be creating, we're we're actually working hard on our little website and our blog and some content and some awesome new content and it's contentadvisory.net. advisory.net. Uh, and for you, I guess huh. it's still your wonderful little website, yeah. Joe, which Joe by Pol- the way, it's just really nice.
0: Thank whoever, you. whoever designed Thank that you. did a nice yeah, job. Minima designs. Uh, she did a great job on it. Uh, yeah. Joe uh The book, uh, the will to die, uh, you know, is doing, is doing well. We're getting some good reviews. If you like thrillers, check it out. And, uh, I guess you and I will just be creating loads of content for people to, to engage in in the next there it is. three yeah, four ab-
1: Absolutely. We'll be back to our regular schedule next week, um, recording next week and, uh, and all of that. And so hashtag us up. Uh, let us know um, if you enjoyed the episode. If you didn't enjoy the episode, don't tweet anything out because we don't kind of care. That's exactly right. I mean, you know. Keep it to yourself. So <laughs> <laughs> We'll post this up, you know, of course. Uh, there's not really any show notes here to be posting up, but we'll post something up. Um, and until next week and we talk to you, remember, it's your story to tell. Tell it well. Wash your hands and we'll see you in a couple of weeks on This Old Marketing.